Hey guys! Okay, so, I'm doing this new, like, segment thingy, um, for my podcast episodes called Ava Does Audio. I mean, Audible. (laughs) Of course they do audio. I'm literally doing audio right now. (laughs) Anyway, um, but it's called Ava Does Audible because, like, Audible is a thing where you can, like, listen to books and stuff, and I'm going to be reading books to you um (laughs) yeah so sorry i haven't um been like putting out any episodes for like a month um it's just i kind of forgot to do it i've been kind of busy i've had a couple like three friends over multiple times um so sorry for that Um, but, hey, I'm back. You're hearing me. Um, yeah, okay, so let's actually get started with the reading. Okay. So this book is called Abandoned Amusement Parks by Dina Williams. It's by Dina Williams. Um, and I'm reading it on a website called Epic. So don't think I wrote this book. I didn't. Someone else did. I'm just the one reading it. Okay. If you hear weird clicks, that's because I'm reading it off of my computer. Okay. <clears throat> Abandoned amusement parks. There is something both sad and creepy about an abandoned amusement park. Perhaps it's because it's a it's a place. Wait, perhaps it's because a place that was once packed with fun seekers, has become slowly choked with weeds, or maybe it's because the sound of children's excited laughter has been replaced with the quiet creaking of rusted rides, when the only visitors are the spirits of those who died. There were many, wait, who died? There many, who died there many years ago. An amusement park can be very, an abandoned, an amusement park can be a very scary place to visit. In this book, you will visit 11 abandoned amusement parks within them. Within, yeah, within them. You will discover a roller coaster left to rot after nearly killing its passengers, deserted rides that are now home to alligators and snakes, and the ghost of a man who is trying to ride a Ferris wheel that stopped working years ago. The Crash of the Coaster Krug Park, Omaha, Nebraska Krug Park introduced a number of new attractions in 1913. They included an airplane ride, a penny arcade, a huge merry-go-round that had 72 horses. The most exciting attraction of all, however, was the Big Dip Roller Coaster. By 1930, the Big Dip roller coaster in Krug Park had made riders scream for 17 years. That summer, however, the joyful shrieks turned into cries of pain. On July 24th, just after 6 p.m., a bolt on the wooden coaster came loose, causing four cars to crash through a rotten guardrail. Twenty-three riders plunged 30 feet, 9 miles, to the ground. The cars landed on top of them, killing four and injuring 17 others. The terrible 
accident marked the beginning of the end of Krug Park. Soon after the crash, government leaders in Omaha banned the amusement parks in the city from running roller coasters. As a result, Krug Park lost business each year until closed in 1940, and it stood eerily empty for the next 15 years. In 1955, Krug Park was turned into a city park with base, with baseball fields, a playground, and a swimming pool. Once the abandoned amusement park also got a new name, Gallagher, Gallagher Park. Scorched, scorched Dreams Pacific Ocean Park, Santa Monica, California in 1957, amusement park designers spent $10 million creating a seaside wonderland in Santa Monica, California. When Pacific Ocean Park, POP for short, opened in 1958, its owners hoped it would be as popular as nearby Disneyland. Less than 20 years later, however, the pier was far from magical. It was a pile of smoking rubble. For just 90 cent, 90 cents, visitors to the newly opened Pop could enjoy many different attractions. They included King Neptune's Courtyard, the Sea Circus, and the Westinghouse, yeah, the Westing, the Westinghouse Enchanted Forest Exhibit. The 28-acre park on the pier also featured the Sea Serpent Roller Coaster, and the Ocean Skywalk, a gondola that took people on a half-mile trip out to sea. Even with great rides, however, Pop had trouble attracting customers. The pier was in a bad part of town, so families didn't feel safe going to the park. By 1965, Pop had started to look run down and was getting fewer and fewer visitors. In October 1968, it closed for good. Soon after someone began setting fires to the pier, the first the first one was in December 1969. Six months later, an even larger fire broke out at midnight. Thousands watched as the pier's ballroom went up in flames. More fires over the next several years slowly destroyed a park that once had more than one million visitors a year. After the final blaze in 1974, the pillings that had once held up the pier were all that remained of pop. In the 1970s, a group called Daredevil Teenagers from Santa Monica, nicknamed the Z-Boys, surfed among the, the ruins of pop. They later became famous for both surfing and skateboarding. Nuclear Ghost Town. This one's my favorite. Um, Pripat Amusement Park, Pripat, Ukraine. The new amusement park in Pripat was supposed to open May 1st, 1986. To the surprise of the people in town, however, the park opened earlier on April 27th. For a few hours, visitors enjoyed the Ferris wheel, the bumper cars, and other rides. Yet the next day, the park was closed, never to be open again. Why did a brand new amusement park have such a short history? Less than two miles away from Pripa 
was the Ch- Chernobyl nuclear power plant. An explosion at the plant on April 26, 1986, destroyed one of its reactors, sending clouds of poisonous smoke in the air. Most of the people who lived in Pripyat were worked at the Chernobyl. At first, no one was sure how dangerous the situation was. The government didn't. The government didn't want anyone to panic. So those in charge opened the amusement park ahead of schedule to keep people calm. The scope of the danger, however, soon became clear. The amount of radiation in the air could kill a person. Several people living in Pripat became sick right away. The town was evacuated, though the people thought they were, they were, the people though the people were told they could expect to be back in a few days. Years later, the town of Pripat and its amusement park re- remain empty. The radiation levels are still too dangerous for humans to live there. Wolves and deer now roam the once bustling city. And the Ferris wheel still sits, waiting for riders to climb aboard. Today, visitors can take a tour of Pripat. They will go there to see a town frozen in time and filled with the toys, books, and other belongings that the people left behind. Mwahaha. All right, so I'm going to stop here, and there will be a short ad, and then we'll come right back. All right, let's hit to it. Okay, guys, so we're back. I hope you like that ad. Now let's continue. All right, this one is called One More Ride. Okay, One More Ride. Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Mercer Town, I mean, Mercer County, West Virginia. In 1926, C.T. Snido opened an amusement park in the rolling hills of West Virginia. For 40 years, people enjoyed the carnival rides and swimming pool. When Lake Shawnee closed in 1966, the rides were deserted. Some of the park's visitors, however, refused to go home. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Around six people said to have died during Lake Shawnee's history, and a few said, or, and a few are said to still haunt the park. One of the most famous ghost famous ghost stories dates back to er, early 1950s when a young girl was riding on a twirling swing ride a truck delivering soda accidentally backed into the swing's path and killed the girl instantly since then the current owner of Lake Shawnee Gaylord White claims to have seen her ghost the spooky girl has been spotted by another family members as well one when white's father was father was clearing was clearing brush with his tractor he felt someone lean on his shoulder the girl's ghost appeared she said he wanted his tractor so he got off and gave it to her the tractor is still sitting in the field where it's stopped working on quite on a quiet some summer nights 
other spirits make themselves known. It is rumored that ghostly voices of children can be heard coming from the abandoned park. Maybe they're waiting for the rites to start again. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I don't know what's happening. Um, off the rails. Old Indiana Fun Park. Thorntown, Indiana. There were tons of thrills at Old Indiana Fun Park. Visitors could get soaked on the water fall log flume. They could also fly down hills of hills of the Wildcat roller coaster. The miniature train, however, prob probably didn't seem very exciting. The train chugged through the woods at a calm 12 miles per hour. A tame ride for little kids, or so most people thought. On August 11, 1996, four-year-old Emily Hunt, her family, and her family boarded the miniature train ride at Old Indiana Fun Park. They didn't know the train had derailed 79 times in the past two months. They were unaware that the safety inspector who said the ride worked wasn't licensed to inspect rides. The train frequently, frequently went too fast because the speedometer was broken and the train's brakes barely worked, if they worked at all. As the train approached a curve, two cars leaped off the track, the tracks, and flipped over. Emily Hunt broke her neck and was paralyzed for life. Nancy Jones, Emily's grandmother, was thrown from the train. She died when she slammed into a tree. Emily's grandfather broke his leg. Her sister broke an arm, and four others in her family were also injured. The park's owners claimed they didn't know the ride was dangerous, yet the park closed later in the year, never to open again. Some of the rides were sold, the rest sit rusting in the Indiana sun, a reminder of one girl's horrible pain. Blaze and Burn Electric Park Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri. When Electric Park opened, its buildings and towers blazed with the brightness of 100,000 lights. When it closed, when it closed less than 20 years later, it was still ablaze, only this time lit up with yellow and orange flames. On May 19th, 1907, a crowd of 53,000 people arrived for the opening of Electric Park. They were excited to take turns on the roller coaster, the giant swing, the Ferris wheel, and the carousel. Beyond the rides, visitors could also enjoy Electric Park's ballroom, ice cream parlor, shooting gallery, alligator farm, and bowling alley. In the evening, a train traveled around the park while colorful fireworks exploded high above the park's lake. In 1911, a young Walt Disney, who lived only about 15 blocks away, was one of the park's many visitors. Years later, in 1955, he took 
the inspiration from his visits when he built his own amusement park, Disneyland, in California. Like Electric Park, Disneyland had a train that circled the park at the end of of the circled the park, and at the end of the day, fireworks lit up the night sky. Unfortunately, Electric Park did not last so long. It caught fire in 1925, and most of the park was reduced to ashes. Some claim it was arson, unable to rebuild. The, unable to rebuild. The owners closed the park with a final fireworks display. <clears throat> Excuse me. From good times to ghost town. Six Flags, New Orleans, New Orleans, Louisiana. When a hurricane can when a hurricane can Tina hit Louisiana on August 29th, 2005, it hit hard. Thousands of homes were destroyed. More than 1,000 people died. Nearly 80% of New Orleans was flooded when the, when the leave levees failed. Some places were damaged so badly that they never recovered, including the local amusement park. On August 21st, 2005, Six Flags was packed with people. They screamed as they swung through the loops of the Jester Coaster. They cooled off in the splashes of the giant flog of the giant log flume. They stood in lines that seemed to last forever in the Batman ride. No one knew this day would be the end of the line of yeah, of the line for the park. Eight days later, Katrina hit six flags. The hurricane caused water from a nearby lake Pontchartrain to flood. The entire area was soon covered with water in some places as high as seven feet. The water had no place to go, so it sat there for an entire month. By the time it was drained, all the rides were ruined. There was no way to fix them, so they were left standing. As the years passed, surrounding swamps took over the park. Alligators, snakes, and possums now make the rotted buildings and rusted rides um uh ah, sorry and rusted rides their home there is talk about turning the area into a mall yet today the abandoned park still stands as a reminder of the hurricane's tremendous power in 2012 a film crew took over six flags the abandoned amusement park was the perfect spooky setting to film Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters based on the book by Rick Riordan. If you have read, um, this is not in the book, but if you have read Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters, um, you do know that, uh, what, why they had to film there. Um, but if you haven't, I'm not going to spoil it for you, because I'm not that person but for some things i will because yeah anyway 
On to the next and last one. This actually isn't the last one in the book, but it's the last one I have time for. I'm probably not going to finish the book, but you can just go find it on Epic Books. Um... Or just, like, searching online and stuff. Anyway, so, Erie Erie Beach. Erie Beach Amusement Park, Ontario, Canada. In 1885, Snake Hill Grove was a simple picnic area by 1928. It had become a million-dollar amusement park known as Erie Beach. Each day, jam-packed ferret ferries and trains full of tourists brought crowds to the park with all these visitors how could erie beach close for good only two short years later in the 1920s a day at erie beach amusement park was an adventure people could ride a camel a camel a camel, I don't know, in the morning, take a dip in a huge swimming pool after lunch, and dance under the stars to the music of bands that performed at night. In between, visitors could make their hearts race on the wild cat roller coaster, the old mill chute, and the flying ponies carousel. Unfortunately, after... The stock market crash in 1929, the, the <clears throat> people were broke. Without money to spend, tourists stopped coming. The park quickly became too expensive to run. The owners closed Erie Beach in 1930, and it has stood abandoned for more than 80 years. During that time, people came to view the remains of the once fabulous park. It turned out, however, that there was more to see than old stairs leading to nowhere and a crumbling boardwalk. Some visitors claimed to see ghosts near the area where the old mill chute once stood. People have spotted a small boy. His ghost lingers where he was said to have fallen out of the ride's boat and drowned decades ago. Erie Beach Amusement Park is located near Fort Erie, a military base in Canada uh, that is hundreds of years old. During the War of 1812, U.S. troops surprised the Canadians in a deadly battle there. Since that time, some have claimed to see the ghosts of long-dead soldiers wandering around the fort. Okay, that is it for this episode guys i wish i could do more uh i can't well i mean yeah i guess i can't i'm kind of busy and i just got like a backpack full of things for like activities and i'm already late for the meeting it's now um anyway I hope that you liked the thing, but there is one quick thing that I'm going to talk to you guys about, but it's, like, really quick. Okay, so, like, um, yay, I'm happy that I finally got in a few reviews, and most people are, like, 
Oi, do people even read these reviews? Okay, a lot of the times when it's like a big podcast, no, they do not read reviews. But I'm not one of those people. I read my reviews, that I, the reviews I get. Um, and, yeah, just every now and then I kind of look at, at my phone and, it, and then I look, I search up uh, my podcast and then I go to the reviews thing. I look at them. Um, uh, yeah, so there's that if you're wondering, and, um, I've gotten quite a few reviews about me bragging, quote-unquote, I, I put quotes around that you just can't see, um, I, I, um, like, they put one example, um, this one person did, I'm not saying who, because I don't know if they want me to say Anyway, they said, like, hey, it's like, she brags too much. Um, and then they put quotes around this. Oh, sorry, guys. I couldn't make a podcast because I was too busy opening my pool. Okay, I'm, um, and, and that was the end of quotes. And, okay, I'm sorry if that sounded like a brag. I, like, I was bragging, not a brag. <laughs> um, anyway, I really didn't try to brag, I didn't know I was bragging, I don't want to, because I want to be nice to you guys, um, because, like, I'm just happy that you're listening, um, maybe are subscribed, maybe not, I don't really care, to be honest, I'm just happy that you're listening, because I thought that making a podcast would be a little easy, no, it's not, well, it kind of is, but it's not, <laughs> anyway, so, I'm letting you know that I'm not trying to brag, um, I'm not trying to be snotty, uh, so yeah, um, thank you for telling me the truth in the reviews, um, so I do read them, I do look at them, and I want more, and yeah, so that's kind of it, and I, wait, I got this one review from a person, and she said, like, my podcast is kind of random, to that person. It is supposed to be random, so thank you for that comment. <laughs> anyway, I'm back. Thank you to all your comments for the everybody who did it. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening to today's episode, and goodbye!